And all this negativity that's in this town sucks. And I've been around, and, and, and when Jim Rice was booed, I've been around with Yosemite booed, and it stinks. It makes the greatest town, greatest city in the world lousy. This is Entitled Town. Scartsy, Michigan 30, Ohio State 24. It was a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah. It's always nice, considering the fact that that uh, that uh, trust fund kid, that, you know, gritty kid with nothing but his dreams and, uh, you know, a fortune in popcorn money <laughs> has uh, made more. He's responsible for more Michigan fans than Tom Brady and uh, David Portnoy there combined. <laughs> Dan, did it move after uh, Michigan held serve? Third year in a row, we've been able to open uh, the last program <laughs> of November, the first program of December with Hail to the Victors. But did it move when Michigan held on to beat Ohio State? It is something to look forward to every year, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, I'll tell you one thing I got from that game. I don't want Kyle McCord or J.J. McCarthy anywhere near being the next quarterback for the Patriots. I'll say that. All right, let's get to the – actually, Scarty, I think – is it time – should we roll up the announcement? Oh, uh, yeah, I think uh, you've been uh, you've been doing the legwork on this since uh, – with all, with, all, with all respect, it's you. Well, I appreciate that. Um, I'm excited to announce that the 15net.com and the Entitled Town Podcast Network has a new lead content strategist. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome A.I.Bert Breer and A.I.Bert – Love to have you on. Uh, what's going on? Thanks, Ironhead. I'm excited to be a part of the 15net.com and Entitled Town Podcast Network, carrying on the tradition of the 15 and working alongside people like Scartelli and Vernon Dozier. Regarding who's starting against LA for the Patriots, I think the sense inside the building that I've been banned from is that Patriots coach Bill Belichick will not name a starting quarterback prior to the game. Big, if true. From my couch in Duxbury, I'm A.I. Bert Breer. Pardon me while I whip this out. Back to you, Mike. That's not Thanks. necessary, Bert. That really is not necessary. Uh, Dan, last week there was a lot of furor, and thanks for that on-the-spot report, A.I., Bert. Um, and it's starting again about the Patriots quarterback situation. It's terrible. What benefit is there in announcing a starter? Why are we doing this? Why do we keep doing this? You know, first, let's let's just say that that sounded more genuine. Uh, more, I'm sorry, more lifelike than the genuine article. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Good. No, there's there's no point. What it serves nobody to know uh, who who it is, and 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 I, and I get that the the media guys were saying, well, it's not just us. He, he wasn't telling the players either. Well, he's he's got his reasons. You know, they both both quarterbacks played, and I think that was the the plan from the start. So, what's what is the point of it? He the the desire for him uh, for Belichick in that game was to get both guys ready to play, and I guess by the by the result of it, you could say both guys weren't ready. But yeah, that that was the goal of it. Scarty, there's no way they can have Max start a home game in Foxborough Sunday against the Chargers. Is there? Is there? 
Well, the reports uh, from the from the parts of practice where the uh, media was allowed to view indicate that uh, Mac actually didn't uh, do much by way of uh, practicing. It was it was of course uh, you know Zappy and uh, and Cunningham. So we we shall see. Time will tell. But uh, Bill is going to be his usual close-lipped self about this, and the media is going to think that they, you know, one of them is going to, you know, find the proper phraseology to get him to answer the question as to who's going to be the starting quarterback or whether or not there's going to be a new kicker on Sunday. And we're just going to, it's just going to be time being a flat circle all over again. Scott, so was, was there any way you thought that Ryland was going to make that kick for the right hash mark to tie the game oh. Like I said, not since Billy Cundiff lined up to tie the <laughs> AFC championship game was I more sure that a field goal was not going to go through. It was, it was <laughs> a duck hook of duck hooks like me off the tee. You can only laugh at this point. Otherwise you'd cry. They, they're just finding newer and, you know, more, more horrifying ways to lose. And it's just, we're, we're just in such uncharted territory. I mean, we're kind of too, right? It's been it's been a long it's been 30 years since we've had a season like this. You you have a whole generation that's never no experienced this at all. I sat I sat in that building not only uh, the old building I should say. And I saw Jeff Carlson start to play quarterback in that. I paid cash money <laughs> to see Jeff Carlson and Scott Zolak lead and I use lead in the Dr. Evil quotation finger sense. Uh, a football team in the field. It's, I, you, I, they can't roll Jones out there anymore. Zappy's super limited, Dan. I know right. you've been grinding tape PFF style, but how many passes did he throw beyond the line four, five yards beyond the line of scrimmage? And when he did, yeah, the other team had their hands on them. It's, yeah, that was scary. I don't know. Two, um, I should preface this by saying I wasn't, uh, I wasn't around. I was down and down at a, a Thanksgiving, uh, celebration at the time of the game so knowing what the result of the game was coming back and and just how dismal they seemed uh i was back and forth on on whether to go back and watch the game but the next day i still did and i thought that was fruitful because uh for most of the season we've been given mac a pass just based on the offensive line mm -hmm. we were saying you know it was it was all interconnected everything's so related to one another that they, they all uh, it's all such a complimentary game that we thought, well, when you only got two two seconds to do something with, uh, how can we blame him for that? But these last two games, it was Mac. You <laughs> just uh, you've got um, So and Unwayno opening up holes for the running game. Now uh, you could see some semblance of what they were trying to accomplish on offense. I, I actually thought they had some pretty good timing down on that screen game, you know, the slip screens and wide receiver screens. Um, and so they they were actually driving at times. And then Mac throws these inexplic inexplicable interceptions. Um, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I would listen to Lombar uh, Lombardi, like you guys were talking about uh, in the thread. I, I agree. I think Max maybe seen his last, his last start. I used the word in the show thread, Scartsy. Uh, a couple of those throws and the sacks he took, or the, particularly the interception he threw off to his left, was Esonian. It's been a long time since I've seen that. 
it certainly has been. It's it's one of those things where it's <laughs> it's you know to to you know horribly mangle you know Tom Brady's uh, quote. You know, what's his worst interception? The next one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, it, it's you thought this was bad. I'm going to top that. When he needed to be confident, he was tentative. And then when he needed to be, you know, judicious and, you know, toss the ball out of bounds, he, he's, he, he's a mess is what it comes down to. It's, it's obvious to everyone, even, you know, even, you know, certified uh, amateurs like, uh, like me. You know, as bad as Zappi was throwing the ball downfield, I was seeing signs that the offense was operating better with him. It just seemed uh, the handoff dead cat, dead cat pounce just it's addition by subtraction at some point right yeah i don't know it, it, he was more comfortable in the pocket he's i don't know what he's going to do when he needs to throw downfield but a lot well, of other parts were just functioning with more precision you know it's sometimes you have to make that move just to give a team hope um look at the raiders right they they uh, mcdaniel's last move as head coach of the raiders was the start Brian Hoyer and the team got pulled. They got boat raced against the Bears, and now you have Aiden O'Connell starts. He's a rookie. He looks really good in the preseason. I think you just sometimes change for change sake is a good thing, and hope is a good thing. You're selling hope not only to the guys in the locker room, but to the the people who, who buy the tickets. I think that's and that's what's missing here. Is okay. Is Zappy going to provide hope? He certainly did last year. He, I think he stinks, but I just you can't go back to Jones. You can make that case with DeVito. Of course, of course, of course. Yeah, that that whole thing with the his uh, Northern uh, Jersey family living at home thing got tired really, really fast. Right. Along with Scarzi, the the showing in the booth of Rob Gronkowski and Michael Strahan, get off my fucking screen. <laughs> uh, no one asked for that. Not at all, at all. Dan, um, you're familiar with the Ron Wolf model of drafting quarterbacks every year. I think I think whoever's going to be taking over the team next year, I think they just have they have to replenish that room and try to develop the Ron Wolf model. Is of course, uh, even when they he traded for Brett Favre, they kept drafting quarterbacks every year. They drafted Ty Detmer, they drafted Matt Hasselbeck, they drafted Mark Brunel, and yeah. they developed them pretty well, and they're able to move them. On, I think I think that's what they have to do. They have to flush out the Scartelli Memorial quarterback room and just start anew at this point. Maybe Cunningham's a development guy, but I think they're probably they're going to be large scale changes at the position. Yeah, there's they're, they're going to draft somebody next year. It's I can't see them. Well, I don't know. We don't know who it's going to be. We don't know who's who's going to be running the show next year if if we're to believe the rumors. Um, you know, I I would be surprised at this point if Bill came back. I just it's I don't have any sort I don't have any sources of what the sense is inside the building. It's nothing more than a gut feeling, which by the way is what ninety percent of the Boston media has. I, sometimes things end. I don't know. I, I've mentioned it recently. It's just a feeling I have. Do you have a gut feeling either way, Dan? The same way. You know, wouldn't it be great if? Kraft could stick it to everybody, including us, because we're already predicting that right. he's going to do the wrong thing. Right. Stick it to the media. Stick it to everybody that thinks he's going to he's going to uh, you know jump in the direction they ask him to by retaining Belichick. But 
you know, I, I, that's, that's too much to hope for. Um, no, I, it's, it's his team. It's, it's a dismal season. They haven't, uh, they haven't won a playoff game since, uh, since they won the Super Bowl, Right. So right. it's his right to do what he wants to do with it. But I think it's, it's going to be a mistake. Who, who are they going to find that's better? Scarzi, just judging by the reaction of people that we've liked and respected and interacted with on the old goofball board, never mind some people that we respect on Twitter, leaving aside um, the ones we don't respect for a moment. There's a shitload of anger towards Belichick. I think it's largely misplaced media uh, sympathy. I don't know, but it's it's a little bit distasteful. You're the only one that lives um, inside the, the, the six-state region. Is, is my sense correct that there's a ton of anger and resentment towards Bill and that they just, the majority wants him out? I don't know if it's just the, uh, just the loud, uh, the loud radio listeners that are doing it, but there's, I, I suspect that there's some people who are, again, just, uh, just, reach the point of frustration where they would not feel bad if uh bill either you know left of his own accord you know worked up worked out some sort of you know buyout deal or whatever or got uh or is just you know shown his walking papers at the end of the season because every uh it's it's been pretty much every everything they've tried over the past few years hasn't worked out mm-hmm. be it uh be it personnel decisions and or just a uh, just the unfortunate amount of uh, amount of injuries they've had uh, this season in particular. <laughs> I mean, we're, for for a league that is supposedly interested in you know player safety, that uh, that uncalled uh, uncalled clothesline right. that uh, when when do, when do we hear from the uh, the league office as to whether uh, players get fined for things like that? Is that uh, Thursday? Envelope in the uh, locker on Tuesdays, I believe. But I haven't heard anything about. You're talking about the play on Douglas, the punt return, correct? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, egregious. Up under the face mask too. Oh, and you know, not 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 a peep. No, <laughs> it's just it was, it was, it was. I, again, just just another another, just another bad thing in a season of uh, of bad occurrences. Think about the juxtaposition of what happened to Douglas versus how you have to tackle a quarterback. You have to lay him down gently and ask him if he wants <laughs> a, a pillow and a warm glass of milk. I mean, Christ almighty, he got under his helmet and clotheslined. I mean, that was WWE style. It was uh, it was less than ideal, to borrow a phrase. All right. Dan, doing some self-scouting. Um, are we are we the baddies edition kind edition <laughs> four? I think the personnel issues. You know, I texted. I think I texted you over the weekend after watching the Raiders play. Is like, my God, Jacoby Myers is a lot better than I thought. And Juju, I, I don't think you can draw a conclusion on what the Patriots have in in house with their receivers. Does Parker look washed? Maybe. Um. Douglas Boutte, I mean, I just don't think you can pass judgment with the line and the quarterback play they're having. But right. overall, they've they if we're being fair, a lot of the personnel decisions they've made over the past couple of years, uh, the tight end spending spree, Juju Smith Schuster. Now, some of the other ones, Henry is a is a, is a mild win. Judon's a huge win. 
But the rest of it, it's largely been like, okay, meh. I, I think it's also a matter of them not knowing what to do with the guys that they get. You know, they, they go after at the same time they got Henry, they got Johnny Smith. And he, he was great in Tennessee. You could see the the clever ways that they were using him, little uh some of the little shovel passes uh for at, down at the goal line. And then it's like he got to New England with a new contract and they didn't know what to do with him. And now, then he goes to Atlanta and he's outperforming uh uh Kyle Pitts. Um I I don't understand it. Um yeah, and I, and I think also that Belichick falls in love with guys that has have burned him in the past, you know, and that worked out great for guys like Wes Walker, mm-hmm. you know, those, but uh, it definitely has not worked out with Smith Schuster. I mean, how much? But to the point, do you think we can tell he was he's he's being pined for by Chiefs fans right now, right? Yeah. Um, well, and there's, I guess there's some injuries that, you know, played a part. Certainly he, he started slow because he had to, he was nursing an injury from the tail end of last year. So maybe we haven't seen that guy yet, but, uh, he's, he's not the guy that I remember him being back at Pittsburgh. Yeah. He's not even close to the guy that was in Pittsburgh. So I think we've said all there is to say about the Patriots. It's, it's, I'm coming, it's hard coming up with different ways to kind of shrug and go, Oh shit, they're not good anymore, which is why you're not getting uh, a lot of the stuff. Uh, you're just not getting a lot of diverse thought, intelligent discussion on the sports radio breaking. That doesn't usually happen on sports radio. But oh, you know what? I had a thought on that real quick. Go ahead. They've been telling us radio, media in general, uh, just how bad things were way back from when they were, you know, thirteen and three. So, right, right. <laughs> it, so of course it, you know, we, we the dark days of the Patriots dining. Thank you. Shalise, <laughs> yes, right. Young. No, that was Jackie. Dark, Mack, right? That was Jackie. Mack, Jackie. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so why are we going to listen to him now when things are really actually bad? It's well, some of us don't listen to them, but you can't in Belichick speak. You can't ignore the noise, right? Yeah. Let me ask you guys. Let's just some observations from watching football. Over the weekend, uh, Bills Eagles, terrific football game. The Eagles are the Eagles are a wagon, bro. Uh, what's their their uh, Breer name? Scarcely. The Eagles have a name, a Breer name. I don't think they do. Anyway, I can't we, we had trouble with the NFC East for, for some reason or another. Pokes for the Cowboys, right? That's right. They they were the Pokes. I do. Have, I I'll be honest. I don't have a lot of trouble rooting for the Eagles. I love. I really like Jalen Hurts. His story at Alabama. How he. Lost, got benched in the national championship game for Tagovailoa, Vailoa, came through, developed in Philadelphia. The problem with the Eagles winning is it makes people in Philadelphia happy. But my my larger point is Josh Allen is Bronco Nagurski and Mike Allstott when running up the middle and on quarterback keeps. He flops like he's he's being blown around like the uh, American Beauty, the bag that blows around. He's <laughs> flopping around like that. It is goddamn disgusting. Dan, you always get upset when Mahomes starts running towards the side, fake running towards the sideline, then coming back. Yeah. Like, isn't attrition and fear part of playing the game? It makes me crazy. And Allen's <laughs> flopping. You know, Johnny Most would give him the Stanislavski Award for this flopping. Jesus. Yeah, he's a beep like, you know, he's like, yes. such an enormous guy that goes down like, you know, he got shot from the shot from the uh dealy plaza 
Yeah, for the <laughs> here we go. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Scotty Josh Allen. Ugh. Great quarterback. He's both teams in the game, but man, I, I do enjoy the the weekly uh Josh Allen um Drew Bledsoe moments. Oh, sure, sure. He's he's a gunslinger, you know. He's got a big arm. <laughs> <laughs> he's tall, he's got a strong arm, he's got a strong arm, and he's tall. That's right. The uh the Super Bowl window always open. Always open. Um, I've made a point a couple of times, Dan. Um, the Chiefs Chiefs keep winning. The Chiefs have a really good defense. Yep. Mahomes looks a little bit lost. They have a, I think Pacheco is a terrific back. He runs really hard. They have a couple of complimentary pieces in McKinnon and Edwards Alaire. Um I know it's Mahomes. I know they've been traditionally a Patriots rival. I'm really, really interested in watching how that team does going forward. I don't think they're the best team in the AFC, but I think they're pretty close. And I, I'm kind of enjoying watching Reed and Mahomes figure out who they are. They spotted the Raiders 14 on Sunday. They came back. They win and they cover. By the way, Football Cat, 9-4 and four on, the, on the picks last week. Great job, Football Cat. But um, where do you think the Chiefs are? Who's the favorite in the AFC? Well, actually, you just hit on it with um, looking at the team and trying to block out your knowledge of their fans. Right. You know, you can, right. you can go for the Eagles as long as you don't think of their fans. You can do the same thing with the Bills. You can do, think, you know, the Bills. Lukey Rustert's always going to be in the background there in, in your <laughs> mind, so you can't you can't completely block it out. Oh, but, force its way into the foreground. Yeah, the, the same. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Wherever there's a camera. Um, <laughs> you have to do the same thing with the, with the with the chiefs cuz then you go and say okay i can i can appreciate this I, I i don't need to see his wife or his little brother i can appreciate him for for what he does on the field uh you're right their their defense is legit um pacheco's legit uh their their receivers have been letting them down and if 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 um kelsey gets hurt that's that's the big big thing i think with that team but they, more than any other team in the AFC, know how to win close games. Yes, yes. Uh, Scarzi, I keep expecting this edition of the Chiefs to announce as their wide receivers were Shea Caldwell, Jabbar Gaffney, and <laughs> Doug Gabriel. Uh, you, you, can, you can live with that. <laughs> right? Right? Uh, and, um, I am surprised, uh, you know, out here, out here in the in the Commonwealth, there's a there's a you know rumbling groundswell to get rid of uh, Indian mascot uh, high school team names, you know the Sachems and the Indians and the Braves and so forth and yes. so on. Right. It's just cuckoo bananas to see them, you know, pounding on a six foot uh, war drum and uh, kids showing <laughs> up and you know. Incorrect, uh, incorrect team color face paint with a uh, war bonnet on, and it's right up there with the Atlanta Braves still being able to do the tomahawk chop thing. What year am I in? Yeah. Oh, exactly. Somehow they're immune. <laughs> I, I guess so. I guess you know, winning. <laughs> that must that must be the difference. Uh, it, it has to be. Uh, by the way, Dan, I think what we envisioned this year's Patriots being cobbling together well coached taking advantage of situational football and coming together to win isn't that what the Steelers are doing with essentially 
a very, very similar quarterback play. And they're seven and four. They're two games behind Baltimore in the uh, AFC North. I have no idea how they're staying in the game. Just they're not, they're not giving them the damn game in the words of Mike Singletary. What was that? I think you quoted uh, uh, a week or so ago. If if somebody is actively trying to lose the game, get out of their way. Right, right. They want to lose the game. Just let them give it to you. Sure. Um, yeah, I can't can't ever root for the Steelers. I can't no. Scartelli, but God damn it, Mike Tomlin knows how to coach football team. I, I got to take an L there. The season of taking L's, I'll take another L. Tomlin's a hell of a coach. Well, there's, you know, you are what your record says you are. Fair and, enough. Uh, and for that matter, you know, what about, uh, got to look, you know, stay in the stay in the East. And, you know, Miami is uh, doing all right for themselves, I guess. Yeah, could, they be, could they be the best in the AFC? I'm, they've started to turn the ball over a little bit. They're they're not producing the output they have. The they've slowed down scoring. They laid seventy on Denver about a month and a half ago. By the way, Denver's six and five now, and they're playing excellent football. They've learned how to keep the formerly celibate midget from shooting themselves in the foot. So um, happy I mean, birthday to the celibate helps. midget too. That's right. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, it, Dan, we've we've broached this a little bit, but you know who's the least repulsive option going forward. So I think realistically in the AFC, uh, the teams that could win or uh, could win the conference are Miami, Baltimore, and Kansas city, Jacksonville. Mm-hmm, probably not Pittsburgh. No Buffalo Buffalo's the nine or 10 seed right now. So while they're, they're talented at quarterback, they're kind of pedestrian everywhere else, but who's the least offensive option in the AFC? You know, I was, yeah, Jaguars have kind of faded, haven't they? I mean, that's, it's hard to say a team's faded when they're eight and three, but I just I have a hard time. I think Doug, Doug Peterson's a t- terrible coach. I feel like he kept hitting on sixteen at the j- blackjack table in Super Bowl Fifty Two and just happened to catch a string of hot cards. But he's been living off it ever since. Uh, Jacksonville's where I was going, but yeah, I don't have much hope for that. Yeah, it's, so I can't ever root for the Dolphins. Uh, Coach Harborough can't do it. Uh, I, I got to, you know, give me the tomahawk chop, and I, I guess I hold my nose and root for the Chiefs. I don't know. There, there's no good option there. The NFC, you've got the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Lions, Lions. are fading. What's that? I said the Lions. Yeah, I, I don't know about Coach eating your kneecaps. I, the media slobbering over him would make me physically ill. Uh, the Niners, I guess, would be inoffensive scotty has anyone moved the needle oh, that, that, there uh, the yeah the, the niners you know they're, they're they're a competent football team we know from commercials that uh you know little black kids like uh christian mccaffrey so they got that working out for them and uh yeah like they've got uh you know they've got a better than competent uh quarterback situation so they and and you know they've got uh they they haven't been uh, they haven't been you know winning Super Bowls lately so maybe maybe it's their turn because that's, that's how things work. That's fair enough, Dan. We've made this point before. Purdy was the last pick in the draft, so theoretically speaking, he's probably on a minimum salary, which gives the Niners an enormous advantage to make the McCaffrey trade to bring in guys at the trade deadline year after year. If they play from in front, they're going to be really, really tough to beat. I'm looking, looking at them to roll the Seahawks in our uh, bankroll boys minute on Thursday night. But um, 
excuse me, actually they're playing, uh, Dallas is playing them, so scratch that thought, but the Niners are really good. They're, it's an easy team to root for. You know, I, I I do enjoy watching teams that there's a plan, there's, there's, there's talent and there's, and there, and there's process and, and, and there's strategy. Uh, it's, it's tough to, you know, it, it's, but they do make sense, team. right? Yeah. It's I mean, actually across the board. That's a, that's a strong team. I, I, I love their dedication to the run, you know, cause so many teams mm-hmm. give up on that. Yeah. And I, I think that's the struggle that I alluded to in Kansas city. Andy Reed, wants to throw the football may not be the best thing for him to do, even though he had as the 2006 Patriots have one of the best players of their position to do it. Um, So that's it for your NFL minute Um, brought to you by AI Breer of the 15 net.com AI, AI Breer, excuse me, of the 15 net.com. And you think AI Bert uh, is getting his tweets from um, a Adam Schefter or from a, (laughs) you can't, can't do it right. AI and Rappaport. Who's he stealing it? <laughs> Something like that. I did ask, uh, as a part of the interview process, I did ask uh, A.I. Bert Breer what his interests were, and here were a couple of his answers. I Bert, love to drive on the beach, and I fucking despise piping plovers. Anything else you like, A.I. Bert? Boobs, Buckeyes, Battlestar Galactica. All right, that's good to know. <laughs> Are you guys watching the in-season tournament? I am. Dan, your impressions on the Celtics uh, annihilating the Bulls and, and winning Group C? It's an interesting new twist when you, when you're adding the the point spread. I didn't hate it. I have to admit it. I didn't hate watching it at all. Yeah. Well, I actually I liked that it gave some incentive for them in a blowout. You know. No, no, for sure. Um, you know, I got to tell you, I, I made this point in another thread, or maybe I made the point. Actually, it was to Mark Dundera I made the point. This time last year, all of the media men, and the radio men in particular, were screaming that the Celtics should sign Carmelo Anthony. Hola, look what they did. They developed Sam Hauser, and he's coming in, and he's giving them meaningful minutes off the bench. Not only is he a hell of a shooter, he's starting to feel himself a little bit, and he's throwing down, you know, he's getting involved in the rebound game and throwing, you know, throwing down dunks in people's faces. Nice to see. So it's it's a weapon. It's It's great to have. Scarty, so what? Have, I'll shoot. Yeah, Scarty, have you enjoyed the in-season tournament? I have. I was, you know, I'm a little disappointed in Jalen, you know, being all sorts of, uh, you know, butthurt that they had to blow out the, uh, blow out the the Bulls, and you know, do the uh, do the, you know, and you know, follow the hell out of <laughs> what's his name there, Andre Drummond. Oh yeah, Hack a Drummond. Yeah, but uh, you know, what's but that's they needed they needed to win by 23 so they you know won by more than that you know if they want to change the rules next year change the rules you know but otherwise you know you <laughs> you got you got to play the game by the rules that have been set that's a little teddy brusky if you want to change the rules change it yeah i will say the 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 computations um for <laughs> figuring out how to advance in the in season tournament had me a little like this i feel like i just gave birth to an accountant. I've I've enjoyed it a lot though, Dan. Um, uh, the Kings Warriors game that happened on Tuesday night was just an example. The Warriors and the Kings have a really really good rivalry kind of developing there. They're about ninety miles apart. Uh, the, the Kings have long been um, the little brother of that team. And that's fun basketball to watch. I'm uh, biased on the Kings. I enjoy them. 
Um, but the, I think the tournament's going to be, I, I think it's going to wind up being a success despite Upton's protestations. Oh, I didn't notice that. He, I don't see Upton anymore. So that's, that's, that's been a pleasure. All right. So um, we're in on the in-season tournament. Um, just and, a couple, uh, go ahead, well, what do you, what do you think? It, you, you asked the question and you know, we're, I'm going to, I'm going to ask it to you so you can answer yourself. Is, is the winner going to hang a banner? Oh God, I hope not. Oh, I hope not. Can you imagine? I, I think Dan, it was Dan that made the point. If the Celtics lose in the in-season tournament, it's a it's a disingenuous media, it's a wet dream. If the Celtics lose, they can't get over the hoop. They're choking dogs. And if they win, it doesn't matter. What the hell is it? It's you you can't can't lose if you're Felger and Maz at all on this. Oh no, no. It's it's a you know, heads I win, tails you lose proposition all the way. All the way until uh, until the summertime. A couple of things I want to throw at you guys before we uh, wrap this up. Scarty, they, they were, a, were kind of a day late on this, but the Carissa Thompson thing, admitting that she made shit up when she was a sideline report, really hard to believe. As a, and I'm kind of stealing your thunder here, really hard to believe that the pretty ex model lady um, didn't take the path the path of least resistance to get her job done. Oh, I'm not going to. I, how dare you? <laughs> I, I am one. I am one hundred and you know five percent team Carissa on this. The I I don't think she actually ever said that the coach said something. She would just repeat some anodyne thing like, you know, the team needs to get off the uh, field. Uh, you know, on you know, after third downs or some sort of uh, nonsense like this. And this was, this was during the Obama administration. <laughs> Teresa Thompson did the, nothing wrong. I do find the cavalierness of it. Uh, Dan, dare I the cavalierness that she demonstrated in saying that, and I realize that she was on the Pardon My Take podcast, is extremely informal. It's uh, supposed to be funny and lighthearted and that sort of thing. But dare I say she's just revealing that the profession, Dan, is useless? Yeah, absolutely. That's it, Actually, that in that sense, it was refreshing. It's like, yeah, we knew platitudes and pumps that's the sideline reporters deal right there i did enjoy you know the next uh after after that came out you know every uh every sideline reporter that uh you know had to announce that oh this guy's you know definitely questionable after going into the blue medical tent because <laughs> they're going see see you know whatever the meme of the guy's pointing or whatever fits here i guess yeah uh, next one I have is that Aaron Rodgers, they opened the Jets opened the practice window on Aaron Rodgers today. Who does this benefit most? Aaron Rodgers. Scott, to your thought. <laughs> what are they doing? Oh, boy. Uh, well, my goodness. He's, you know, the word hero gets overused. But in this case, he's definitely a hero. <laughs> there is there is no chance <laughs> there's no chance that his Achilles has healed if it was actually torn, and this is all just a oh this is self-aggrandizing, and if the Jets were in any position to uh to compete, it would be uh it would be an even bigger distraction than he's already proving to be. It's <laughs> but but my goodness, Rogers is going to Rogers. Dan, are the Jets the only team in football with perhaps a worse quarterback situation than the Patriots with Zach Wilson and, yeah. and Tim Boyle? Well, yeah, he he Rogers kept them held him captive for the whole season. 
you know, with really that, did. That, that hope that that he that he'd come back. You know, that they could have made moves long before. They could have made the the Josh Dobbs move that Minnesota made, but everything was you know hinged on uh, Rogers' ego, and so does this. He's hasn't he put? Uh, it's all about his ego. He's he's put. Um, uh, he prefaced this, or or he put a. Um, trying to think of how to how to express this it all depends on not not just his health but where they where they stand in the playoffs because i could see him turning it down if they lose the next two games like well no i'm not going to return now no fair enough um one thing i want to address before we go and i know that this ticked me off more than any of you guys and it probably barely measured for you guys because wei barely measures um Filling the shoes of John Tomasi, a gentleman by the name of Mike Cadlick. By the way, had it first. He sucks. <laughs> Scarzi, what is the percentage chance? Is it is it Blutarski or Blutarski plus a fraction that his story that he came out with of a 50-year Patriots season ticket holder wrote Mike Cadlick an email complaining about his despair over the state of the team after the after this season? Now, you would think that someone who's been there 50 years, who has some knowledge of the team's ups and downs and downs and downs, I mean, what's the percentage chance? Less than zero? Oh, uh, whatever, you know, maybe, maybe whatever, uh, whoever the, uh, whoever the uh, valedictorian of the Delta class was that, you know, had like a <laughs> 2.1 GPA. But, uh, oh, yeah, but... Yeah, the story has that, you know, everyone clapped sort of <laughs> yeah. feel to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't believe, I didn't believe it at all. It, it's just too uh, too easy. It's, uh, it's you know, oh yeah, I, I <laughs> it's like saying that you bumped into, I don't know, uh, you know, Alex Cora at the Dunkin' Donuts and gave him a piece <laughs> of your mind. Things, things like this just don't happen. If, and if you did bump into Alex Cora at the local Dunkin' Donuts, you would tell him you were outwaged, right? Yes, yes, I would. <laughs> well, well, here's the here's the the uh, percent chance that I think is involved with Catholic actually getting that email. Zero point zero. Dan, um, the other thing that he did that that he attributed a quote to Bill Belichick about saying that he could take a top fifteen quarterback in the NFL um, that was said anonymously um, and quoted in uh, one of the recent books about the pages. And I'm sorry, I can't remember um, who wrote the book that was attributed in, but it's just this sort of thing has become the norm in Boston media. And I think that innuendos, straw men, and fabrications have become the norm and they're accepted. And it's, the product keeps getting worse and worse in terms of sports media, and it becomes accepted. There is no end to the bottom of this. Tomasi went from the Herald to WEI, got promoted, and now he's at NBC Sports Boston. Not only is their lead Red Sox guy and baseball columnist, he's opining on the fucking Patriots, you know, in the years after he had libeled them. There is no standards in that industry it's absolutely maddening for those of you who just want to see things reported fairly and accurately did you say that cadillac uh 
um, succeeded Tomasi or in, in succeeded the, in the tradition of Tomasi. I mean, he's, oh, okay. they I went from Ryan that. Hannibal to Kyrie Thompson to uh, Cadillac. And I made this, it's like going from Newton to Jones, the zappy. It just, it, it <laughs> keeps the trend line is down. It's our standards have dropped so low that we're, it, we're kind of not, we're unsurprised by it. It's like, Oh, well it's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's Wednesday, you know. It's this. Yeah, is just and another, it's and it's another and day, it's, and it shouldn't be. And you know, Chad Finn, you know, he's fucking useless. He's tits on a bull, useless at this point. And it's it's just how can you believe anything he says again? You know, my God, I mean, is he is he just an aggregator? They're trying to talk him out with um, the diminutive one, Andy Hart and Fitzy, and he's supposed to be the facts guy. Um, Fitzy's the jokes guy, and oh Cadillac's supposed to be the info guy. Yeah, Look, shaking your in head an industry up. where I mean, when we've had uh, Volan make up a whole story based on yes, exactly, based on a, a guy IMing him or or uh, you know it's uh, Twitter DMing him without doing any kind of vetting, we're our standards were it's so low now that I, we can't even think. Oh, okay, that's 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 I guess that's to be expected. I mean, that's the tone of voice, Scarzi. On the scale of Tomasi libeling the Patriots, the Tony Maserati uttering racist statements on the radio, this barely measures a, a measures a blip on the radar at this point because it is par for the course for the Boston sports media, and they 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 don't think they realize just how how low the opinion of them nationally from the outside is. Uh, no, no, they don't. No, they don't because um, you know. Even even as terrible as WEI is, it still finishes top ten in the in the market somehow. Except for Jonesy, which is wonderful. well, oh, exactly, which is yeah. you know, which makes sense. Eighteenth place and coming on, but because you know Boston, you know, and the, the entire New England region is sports mad, mm-hmm. and uh, people people leave their radios on in the car after <laughs> listening to the game the uh, the previous night, so they. They they hear the shows sometimes, but yeah, that are you you know you, you pay more attention than I do, and you know I'm right I'm right I'm you know I'm it's I'm in the belly I'm in the belly of the beast here. Are you saying that it's Fitzy Hart and Cadillac? <laughs> yes. Ooh, yes. I I smell Remember, a Marconi bro. award. <laughs> no, I think Andy uses. I'm going to use a macaroni box joke, but it's not that funny. Um, yeah, it's it's. It's we'll send it to Fitzy we, then. That's okay. We'll, we will leave that to Fitzy. <laughs> oh man. So um, Patriots have the charges on Sunday. Bill might be getting a sneak peek at his next quarterback, the perpetually underachieving uh, Justin Herbert and uh, absolute foe of uh, this podcast. Someone that has Dan, me and John gnashing his teeth, the absolutely execrable Brandon Staley. Actually, Dan, wouldn't it be just, we could roll the Seinfeld credits if the Patriots beat the Chargers Sunday and Dan Staley loses, uh, uh, Brandon Staley loses his job the next day. Would that be just perfect symmetry? It's weird as far as feelings go. I would not be surprised at that. Yeah, I can, I can. Uh, so take take the points is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah, are both squads, nine. both squads in the throwback uniforms. Do the Chargers ever not have a throwback uniform? Just throw some powder blue on there. That's a throwback. There you go. But it will be good to see Pat Patriot 
at uh, Gillette this coming Sunday. All right, I think that's everything we have for this episode of Entitled Town. We are on to the charges on Sunday, as I've previously mentioned. Dan is at Patriots Daily. Scartelli is the purveyor of the sports junk drawer at the15net.com. And welcome once again to our newest correspondent and lead content strategist, A.I. Bert Breer. Uh, my name is Mike Irons. Hopefully we'll be able to get the band back together sometime soon. But I would like to remind you, as always, to keep turning off those radios. And we're going to stay positive all the way through. And if you think I'm going to succumb to negativity, you're wrong. you got the wrong guy leading this basketball team. Pardon me while I whip this out.